Vatican Viewpoint, the church in the world seen from Rome. A podcast produced by Vatican Radio. Here's your host, Zeus Legaspi. But a 20-foot sculpture in bronze, three and a half tons, that becomes an obstacle, a visual obstacle wherever it is placed. This week on Vatican Viewpoint, we're talking again to Canadian-born sculptor Timothy Schmaltz. Pope Francis blessed a miniature reproduction of his most recent artwork at the weekly general audience on June 28, 2023. He's called the bronze sculpture Let the Oppressed Go Free, and it focuses on the scourge of human trafficking in our modern world. After shaking the Pope's hand at the audience, Timothy came to the studios of Vatican Radio to try to put into words his very visual work of art. Yeah, I just uh, came back from uh, the blessing of the little model here, the little maquette of what is a huge 20-foot sculpture. So it was an amazing start-off for what hope will ignite global awareness of not only St. Paquita, but also human trafficking. Because St. Paquita is is the hero of this sculpture. She's opening up the underground and around a hundred various forms of human trafficking are represented with the figures that are coming out of the underground. The sculpture, Let the Oppressed Go Free, Isaiah 58, the perfect title for the piece. So I am so excited to be here in Rome. I am headed off to Schio later on tonight. Tomorrow morning, the 20-foot version of this sculpture is unveiled and blessed in St. Paquita's hometown, which is near Venice, a small town called Schio. So what did the uh, Pope say about it? Well, at this actual blessing of the piece, the person who presented it was the patron, Chris Braddy. So I was in the peripheral, so I oh. didn't hear the conversation. <laughs> but I know that Pope Francis is a fan of St. Paquita. And the whole initiative of this sculpture started with, well, after the Angels Unawares, the large sculpture in St. Peter's Square, Cardinal Cherney approached me and asked me to create a sculpture on the theme of human trafficking and St. Paquita, because these two things are close, very close to the center of the concerns of Pope Francis, human trafficking, human dignity, and to protect all people. So for our listeners, we actually have a small-scale model here in the studio of the actual sculpture, uh, Let the Oppressed Go Free. Later, we'll be talking about the details of it. But first, can you please walk us through the process of how you were able to come up with this concept? Oh, it was really challenging, actually. And it it taught me an artistic lesson. After Cardinal Cherney requested that I do research on St. Paquita and human trafficking, in the intent to bring awareness of the issues, I my fallback or my initial idea was to do something very similar to the Angels Unaware sculpture, which is the boat with the refugees on. And I thought, okay, well, human trafficking. I, I, I was just really at the beginning of understanding what human trafficking was with preliminary research. And it was interesting because as I, I began, I realized uh, this is all new to me. And I thought, this is this is a world that I've never really known anything about. 
And I realize that most people are in that same world. They're, they're ignorant, completely ignorant about what's underground. This, this, this horrible modern day slavery is everywhere and it's kept hidden. And so my initial concept was um, what I would do is I would sculpt in a day and at nighttime I would do research. And so my initial concept was having uh, modern slaves in a jail or a cage and then having St. Paquita open them up. And so I was I was like two weeks into this, putting in detail and everything. And But I remember one morning I woke up and I was reading some horrific, macabre stories about real-life slaves today. And I think it was in America, this one story I read. And I said to myself, they're sucking our children underground. And I was sculpting when I said that to my mind. The idea of having St. Paquita opening up the ground and having the oppressed come free, having the children, having the, 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 the traffic come free was the idea that just, boom, it hit me. But I'm working on this other model of these modern uh, uh, slaves in a jail. And so I keep on working on it because I already invested like two weeks of time. But then I thought, if I continue to do this, I'm going to deprive the world of a better sculpture. So I made a decision. I literally dropped the sculpture on the floor. And I thought, I got to make it that I can't change my mind and go back to it, right? So I totally destroyed the beginning of the one piece to start this piece. And I think the power of this piece was confirmed when I was reading some comments that Pope Francis made on human trafficking. And he said, human trafficking will always exist if it's kept underground. And... I looked at my sculpture and I thought, these are, these are the words of Pope Francis with the hero being St. Paquita. And that's what I love about St. Paquita. Um, I have her just as a life-size woman on this 20-foot sculpture. But she is the one that's opening up the ground and letting the modern-day slaves free. And I think the powerful thing about that was she was a slave from a previous century. And so here she is freeing the slaves of today. And so it has that history. It has that, that wonderful position with St. Paquita being the hero, being the one that's freeing. And it's artistic interpretation. It's, it's creative. But I, I did get a likeness of St. Paquita with the actual photographs that we have of her. I struggled with the positioning of her hands. She moved around, but at last she had her one hand extended. And it's almost like the gesture suggests the freedom of the people that are escaping or being released, right? You're listening to Vatican Viewpoint. We're talking to Timothy Schmaltz about his new bronze sculpture entitled Let the Oppressed Go Free. He's walking us through the influence of St. Josephine Bakira and how art can inform people about human brutality that seeks to remain hidden. What I love about the design of it, and I think, obviously, I think quite a bit about it after it's been created, cast in bronze. And I, I think that she is put in a position of doing something, action. And I like that. I think that when you have a saint that's just standing like a saint in an alcove, it's it's harder for that saint to communicate to the people. But here, she's seriously in action. She's bent down and looks like a little bit like she's straining on, on bringing up the underground. I think also, you know, it was interesting because I, I created this at a time where sculptures were being destroyed and the ideas of 
people of color have been not represented in statues. I'm talking in America, UK yes. and everything. And one of the things that I like about this is she is African and her position in here is not in a sense in your face because she's actually doing something and because she's letting a crowd, a rush of, of figures come through. I think it's two points. It's showing the idea of action, but it's also uh, bringing her in a real context that matters. It's not She's not symbolically represented here as much as she's like the savior of the, the modern day slaves, right? So I, I think that, that that is a very appropriate way to, to give dignity to St. Paquita and to bring her into today. You know, like I mentioned before, she is a slave from a century previous. Um, but now when you see her with slaves of today, uh, she comes into the picture as well. She com- comes into the world today. So that's what I like about her in it. So now we've got uh, St. Paquita opening the trap door and with all of these people coming out, could you please describe um, what your concept was or who these people are in this uh, sculpture? Yeah, what I wanted to do was after when I actually finalized the the idea of creating this sculpture, I was deep into knowing what human trafficking was. And it was horrific. I didn't tell my wife, but I was thinking about it saying, never look up human trafficking on the internet because it will just make you so depressed. <laughs> I didn't say that because I don't like people burying their heads in the sand, but um, it is such a macabre, horrific study of the evil in humanity today that it can, it can really bring you down. And I think that that's one of the reasons why the different faces of human trafficking are very randomly seen or represented in our world, because who wants to dwell on that? So then I think that our culture is just burying it in a sense because it's so disturbing, because it can ruin, it can literally ruin your day when you learn about some of these stories and it questions humanity. It's it's a deep, deep disturbing element of humanity that we can be this evil today. Oh, sure, we can we can look back in the Middle Ages and, and look at the brutality there and And that gives us a little bit of comfort because we've evolved from that. But when you understand human trafficking, it's a slap in the face and it's saying we're basically living as brutal to our brothers and sisters as ever right now. We just don't see it. So the idea of making something that is visible kind of determine the size of being 20 feet. If it was one or two figures, well, that can be easily (laughs) uh, overlooked. But a 20-foot sculpture in bronze, three and a half tons, that becomes an obstacle, a visual obstacle wherever it is placed. And uh, that's the purpose of it, in a sense, to show the faces of these invisible people that are in our society, that are basically being brutalized in so many horrific ways. And this sculpture also touches on as many ways as I could address. I've talked, as I was working on this project, I was talking to some workers that are fighting against human trafficking on the streets. And um, they are really upset and, and disturbed at how we're trying to fight human trafficking with posters. Because what you put on that poster is very difficult because there's so many varieties of human trafficking. Uh, you go into an airport, a lot of airports, you'll see a young 
17-year-old girl with her hands in handcuffs or tied up. If you see human trafficking, call this number. And they look at the poster. I don't see any, you know, young girls scantily clad in handcuffs here. We must not have any human trafficking. And, And the problem is that when you put a face to it, if it's just one face, that kind of puts a predetermining uh, look on the problem. And so by having like a hundred figures in here, I have the obvious sex traffic figures within here that one, one would imagine if they don't know very little about human trafficking, they could realize it's someone that's human traffic. But I also have the girl next door, the boy next door. I have plain people represented in here, as well as um, some of the elements of human trafficking, like the domestic worker, like the miner, like the organ traffic. So I basically have a whole collage of what the face of human trafficking looks like today within this one piece. So basically what we're seeing here is that it could be anyone. Anyone could fall victim to human trafficking. It could be you, it could be me, it could be someone next door, it could be someone we know. Yeah. The piece communicates that visually to us, and I think excellently in that regard. Let's move forward to um, what you said before, that your sculptures serve as visual prayers. Now, that's very interesting. For this piece, uh, Let the Oppressed Go Free, what would that prayer be? I think it's a prayer of hope. And I think that, obviously, it's honoring St. Paquita, who throughout her life shone and, and became brilliant even after what a horrible beginning of a life she had. But she she had that courage, and she teaches us that we can overcome things. So when I look at this, when I see her opening up the ground and the oppressed going free, there is that hope there. There is that hope that we can absolutely destroy human trafficking in the world. So it it's like the movement in the peace. They're all flowing from the bottom up, and some of them, their, actual, their feet are uplifted from the ground, hands outstretched. There is that that freedom, that destruction of oppression and slavery represented within this. Yeah, so it's a prayer of, of Isaiah 58, let the oppressed go free. And that that's what St. Paquita is showing us here. In relation to that, Pope Francis has been very vocal about human fraternity and uh, combating human trafficking and promoting human rights. How do you think this sculpture contributes to that effort of of, uh, Pope Francis? I think that sculpture and visual artwork is, and it's just in St. Peter's Square, this has been used since the beginning of, of Christianity, art as a form of evangelizing. So just by the existence of this piece out there, taking up that space, is going to bring that awareness of human trafficking. How about 20-foot sculptures being placed in different places around the world where people go? And I thought that could be a good weapon. It kind of is the size of something that people will have to look at. And here the Catholic Church uses artwork as the way to bring awareness and, and to, to bring that, that those ideas, those spiritual ideas within our everyday society. Thank you for joining us here on Vatican Viewpoint. We'll be back again next week.